Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Creative Entrepreneur, a podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Valerie Rocio, a multifaceted creative with years of experience in photography, videography, and marketing. In 2018, I founded Lumos Creative, a full-service marketing agency based in Dallas, Texas. We work with established women-owned businesses to organically grow and enhance their online presence. In less than four years, we have scaled to be a six-figure agency with a team of female creatives all over the nation. Whether you're a freelancer, solopreneur, or business owner, this podcast is for you. I'm sharing my personal expertise, lessons, and insights, in addition to interviewing experts and business owners who have walked the walk. We'll talk all things creative from marketing to social media, and let's not forget the contracts and the money, honey. Grab a pen and paper for all the tips and tricks to enlighten your brand and build your business. Hey, Megan, thanks for joining me on the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. When I started planning out this podcast, you were someone I knew that we had to have on. I love everything that you do, and I feel like it truly embodies the creative entrepreneur um, in your work and the way you market your work as well. So I'm super excited to dive into it. But before we do, can you share with our audience in your words what you do and what your business does? Yeah, so I would consider myself a business and money mystic and mentor. So not really like your traditional strategic like business coach or anything like that, but really helping people master the energy behind their business by mastering their own energy so that they're running their business, scaling their business and making money in better alignment. Amazing. So I'm. how long have you been in business? Oh gosh, I haven't even like counted in a while, but I mean, I'm still relatively like a baby, I feel like compared to other people. So last November, it was like an official year. So we're getting close to like the one and a half year mark. That's so exciting. And I remember when we first started chatting, because you've interviewed on my other epi- uh, podcasts and we've kept up with each other on social media, um, you made a really big pivot in your business from being more of like a freelance um, copywriter. And then you really shifted into um, like a full-time business coach. Um, so how would you describe the stage of business you're at now compared to what you were trying to build from day one? Because I feel like when we first start our business, we're like, this is what I'm going to be. And then after we get going, it's kind of like, oh, this is not not what I thought I was going to be, but I'm going to run with it. Um, so where would you describe the position and like type of business you are now? Oh yeah. So I feel like when uh, we first like chatted on the other podcast, I was like literally brand new, like not even two whole months <laughs> into it. And I was definitely more like a business mindset and manifestation coach and kind of focusing on that. And that, like now a year and a half, almost a year and a half later, I've really pivoted into like more of what's really aligned for me and really using more of like my own personality and my own self-expression as the forefront of my business. So not really trying to 
fit the mold of what like a traditional business or manifestation or mindset coach looks like and really more pivot into like a higher level mentor and like healer in terms of business and money. And like, I feel like that has really just taken off and really focused on like the personal branding of business. I love that so much. And that's one of the things I do want to talk about today, because I think you've done such an incredible job to brand yourself and to market yourself in that field that you're in. And it's, and like you said, it's, it's different than traditional business coaching. And it's still, I would say it's a very new concept for most people, Um, but you've done really well to market what you do in a really approachable, digestible way. So for anybody who follows you on social media, I feel like it's very clear what you do, even though it's not a very common offering. So let's dive into to a little bit more of the angle that you take with your coaching. I saved one of your Instagram posts because I feel like it's worded so well. So I want to read it word for word. Um, But you talk a lot about business aligned by design and you recently posted like what exactly that is. And this post says having a business aligned by design means creating your own rules and prioritizing your energy and alignment first by using your unique human design chart to guide your entire business. Um, So you really dive into that a lot more in this post. But overall, I would say I feel like that's what your business really is modeled on is like helping people structure their business for the way they function like as humans and I think like we're often as entrepreneurs and creatives really trying to follow a strict either societal or business blueprint of how you're supposed to do things and I feel like you're really changing the way by helping people do what is going to make sense for them and how that's the most optimal way to build a brand build a business um, to build anything for yourself is to do it in the way that's in like the better alignment for you can you dive a little bit more into like why this business aligned by design is a much more effective approach than following any sort of blueprint or like traditional method of business yeah of course so like I went through this myself like in the first few months of business and I see so many other entrepreneurs go through this too of like when we like start a business obviously we want it to be successful and so we look towards like other people who are already modeling like a certain level of success that we want to attain and so we try and like do what they do or we hire them even and like you know get their strategies and stuff like that and then when it doesn't work or it feels like resistance or it feels like frustrating then like we either just get like frustrated and want to give up or we just start like throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks or I see like a lot of people too like either give up or like think well maybe this entrepreneurship thing isn't for me and it's not really because like you're not cut out for it it's just because everyone's energetically designed a different way so that means that the traditional approach to business or kind of like the status quo approach to business that we see in a lot of like traditional business coaching or that we see a lot of people talk about online isn't going to be in alignment for every single person and so for me in my own experience it was really transformational to learn how my own energy worked and then apply that to my business instead of trying to um like emulate what I see other successful people doing so it's really helpful for other people to learn that the way that they intuitively are already feeling called to do business is correct for them instead of trying to force themselves to do it another way because so-and-so who's making like six figures or a million dollars is like doing it that way and like to give them kind of like that that extra boost of confidence and empowerment that like they can do it they the way they want to they don't have to 
sacrifice anything energetically or even like physically um, to, to grow a successful business. I love that so much. And I think that really applies to every, everything. It applies to learning in school, learning in, a, in sports, like learning a new skill. Like you have to take the approach that's going like the path of least resistance. You know, it's, it's always going to be more effective that way. And I think like if we can start creating this pattern of learning, because that's essentially what it is. You're learning yourself, but then you're also learning, like building a business is constantly learning new things. And so I feel like if we can really pivot our way of learning, then, you know, it'll be more effective for children in school who maybe have different ways of being receptive to things. And, you know, memorization is not going to be forcing one method on everyone when everybody functions so differently. So I think that's going to like, once this picks up as like a very common approach to any Anything, I think it's going to really change the world, honestly. Um, but can you tell us about what your design type is and how you've pivoted the way you, you approach business um, based on that since learning all of this? Yeah, so I'm a generator in human design. So like just kind of a general overview of what that means for those of you who are like, what the hell is that? Um, basically being a generator just means like having a magnetic aura, like having um, what makes people people generators is by having a defined sacral center, which is the energy of like life force energy, creative energy, um, like the energy to constantly keep doing and working. And so for me, that really means that like my energy and business really comes from me just being my full self and like focusing on myself and what lights me up. And that brings people to me and people want to be my energy. So for me, learning that it really helped me pivot from it's not ever going to be like a specific strategy or, you know, a like perfect like funnel or like email sequence or something like that that's going to get people in. It's going to be my energy and me putting myself first that gets people in, which is kind of counterintuitive when we look at business in like a traditional sense, because usually most of us have been taught to approach business and sales and attracting clients based on how can you like manipulate your copy in a way that's going to like grab people in or how can you, you know, like use the best strategy or just work more or do more or something like that, rather than just relying on like, if I just follow what I want to do, it feels exciting, then that's going to lead me to you know, attracting the right people or attracting the right opportunities, especially because as a generator, like I'm meant to operate and like be guided by my body and my gut feeling, not like my mind, which also goes against what we're usually taught to of like, you need to think strategically and you need to think very logically. You need to think things out. And like a lot of times when we're following our intuition or as generators, when we're following like that gut feeling, like it doesn't always make sense or it's not always logical in the moment, but like, allowing myself to pivot to learning to trust that that's the way that I'm meant to do business and like honestly that's the way I'm meant to do life and then seeing how that has affected my business has brought me like so much more alignment and just like the structure of my business so much more alignment and the types of people that I call in and the way I make money and just like the overall way I feel about running my business as a whole which has been probably like the most important shift because before it was like constant frustration and constant questioning myself and like you know am I doing this right or comparing myself and stuff like that and so regardless of like the tangible results it's the overall like feeling good about your business when you wake up every day and when you go to sleep every night. 
I love that so much because the way we feel in our business is essentially our livelihood. And many of us quit our jobs to build something that we love. And typically the goal is financial freedom, time freedom, uh, travel freedom. You know, most of us are quitting our jobs to build something that's going to give us a better life. But a lot of us get um, stuck in this trap of, you know, we follow those blueprints that, you know, society makes us think or, you know, business models or anything like that makes us think it's supposed to be. So whether that's hustle culture or stages of business or the way you're supposed to sell or the way you're supposed to attract clients or certain people you're supposed to work with or the customer's always right mentality, things like that really can get us stuck into this um, negative pattern of, well, maybe this doesn't feel good, but I'm supposed to be doing this because that's what the business books say or that's, that's just part of running a business. And yes, there's obviously downs to running a business and there's, you know, rough patches, but I don't think it has to be as painful as it used to be, especially now with the way that, um, you know, digital resources and passive income, like there's so many ways to build a business now, especially with like the marketing resources as well, that we don't have to like, it's, it's not a life where the first five years of business are meant to be the hardest, or there's a chance you're going to fail in the first three years. Like our parents had when it was a brick and mortar and there was, you know, print marketing, like it's such a different world now. So I love that you said like it really can change the way you feel in your business because at the end of the day that's what matters right like obviously the money is important having clientele is important but if you're not feeling good in your business then like why not just go back to a nine to five where you don't have the stress of running a business (laughs) and I think that's the like that's the biggest shift for a lot of people is shifting that focus from like the like tangible results like how much money you're making or how many clients you're getting or sales to focusing on like how you feel because like you said, like we started a business to like either do something we're passionate about or have like, you know, freedom on our schedule and time or be able to work from anywhere and like travel and like be a digital nomad or whatever it may be. And so like, once you get to that point, in your business where you notice that that's not what you're focusing on anymore. And you start focusing on, I'm not getting enough clients. I'm not making the money I thought I was going to be making at this point and all this other stuff. Then it creates like an energetic blockage in your business because you're no longer approaching it every single time you wake up and go work in your business from that like heart centered, energetically aligned place. And so like, and I still do this too, because we're all human and we all get like whacked out of alignment is always focusing on like, okay, what feels like good? Because like any time that I just like stop focusing or honestly like stop caring about like those vanity results or those tangible results. And I just start caring about like, I want to feel good when I wake up and sit down at my desk and I want to feel good and satisfied by what I did that day when I like go to bed. Like that's when everything starts to become easier and shift into alignment and flow better because I'm like putting myself first and like putting filling my own cup up first because that's what's ultimately going to make my business be the most successful. I love that. And let's dive into some of those action steps that you've taken in your business. I know you share a lot about how you structure your work week and you have like your CEO days and your creative days, or even just having like the coffee that you enjoy in the morning. Um, What are some of these steps that you've taken to really just make you feel aligned with your business and enjoy the business and work that you're doing every day? Yeah. The biggest thing for me was finding out the things that I actually really enjoy doing that feel exciting and that are easy for me, like my zone of geniuses, and then finding the things that 
I would like rather literally run three miles than like do those things to my business or something like that. Um, and then create taking the things that like I really enjoy doing and making them my daily non-negotiables and then paying attention to which things actually generate income that I also enjoy doing and making sure that those are the things that I do every day. That way, no matter how I wake up feeling, you know, like what my mood is or anything like that. I know that I can always do those, you know, two or three things every day. And it's going to be an alignment because it excites me and it's going to push the needle in my business instead of thinking that I have to like fill up my list every day with like seven to 10 things like to do. And then like, instead of feeling good about what I did, I feel like stressed out or I feel like I wasn't productive or something like that. So that has been, um, like a game changer for me. I would also say like, especially as a generator, focusing on like daily movement and not neglecting like my fitness and my wellness routine and stuff like that. Because I think the way we carry ourselves and the way we prioritize ourselves outside of our business also like spills over into our business and the energy of our business. So for me, having kind of like outlets to get up in between either like client calls or creating content or in between like switching tasks and stuff to like either go on a walk or like, you know, dance to a song for three minutes or sometimes even like switch up my workspace. Like sometimes I'll work at my desk and then work out on like the balcony or something like that helps me kind of like keep the energy like in myself and in my business moving. So I'm not feeling like stagnant and then going down the rabbit holes of things that aren't aligned. And then, like you said, like enjoying my coffee at the beginning of the day and stuff like that, especially as a generator where generators are meant to kind of like focus on satisfaction. And that's how a generator can tell when they're in alignment is when they feel satisfied at the end of the day. So by me making sure that I pay attention to like, making sure I bring things into my day and even into my business that make me feel satisfied. It's going to also help me feel more satisfied in my business. I love that. And I feel like most of what you just mentioned are not business specific things. Like it's not like your coffee in the morning isn't in the business, like in the Harvard business blueprint, you know, it's, it's things that really can all around change your lifestyle around work. And I think that's in general, what most entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs need to do. We, we come from this hustle culture that is teaching us like work, 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 like grind all day, like get up at 5am. And it, puts us into this mindset that like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to sell your soul. And although like that can work and like, I very much did that for the first three years of my business, it's not sustainable. And so taking these approaches that you're mentioning, where you're creating a lifestyle that allows you to enjoy your business, enjoy your work, which is the point, it's going to be so much more sustainable and effective um, from the get go rather than burning yourself out or just putting yourself through misery for the sake of, you know, announcing that you, you know, worked 10 hours today or anything like that. And one thing that you mentioned um, is something that I've had to really overcome. And I I know Grace Beverly talks a lot about it in her book, um, Working Hard or Hardly Working as well, is um, I I can't remember the right terminology, but it has to do with like ticking off to-do lists. And basically we are in this culture of like who can make the biggest to-do list and knock out 
the most of it. So we have this habit and this like calling from social media of like, you know, show that you have 25 things to do and see how many you can get ticked off. And she was saying in her book that, you know, that's not really effective. Like that's basically for the sake of showing that you're doing things during the day. But what it actually creates is this habit of doing the smaller, easier, or more boring tasks out the gate because they're easier to tick off and you can get more volume out of it. But the things that actually like that you can actually dive into and get the deep work into and the things that push the needle in your business are typically two or three things a day that are really going to make those changes. So why are we so adamant about focusing on like, well, I knocked out 15 things on my to-do list when it's the two or three things that we put off because those are the things that take hours to do or the things that we really need to focus heavily and get invested in. We, we put those off because they're a little bit harder to tackle, but those are the things that are actually going to make the difference in our business. But we're over here just knocking off like little, um, like tasks that really could be something that we hand off to a VA or an admin. And it's typically things that we don't even like doing. Like you said, like it's figuring out what in our business is what excites us and what are the things that don't. And I think that was a big thing for me too. And I think that that comes from when we're on like social media and we are following people who are like a few years ahead or they, you know, they're a, you know, half a million or million dollar business and they have a team and they show what they're doing. Like sometimes you're not like processing that like, okay, they're doing all these things, but they also have a team that's like helping them do it, or they're doing some of the tasks for them. And so we forget about things like that, or we forget about people have other things going on that they're not being fully transparent about. And so it like, we take on this pressure that then we have to run our business as if it's already making a million dollars and like doing the types of strategies or filling our day with like tasks that look like that when like that's not like you don't need to be doing like all those things like for a lot of people especially people who are newer like really powerful content and a strong personal brand and just like mastering like being able to sell is like good enough like you don't need all those type of fancy things or be like having you know a bunch of things on your to-do list that for other people who are further along mostly have like a team taking care of that for me that was like something really important to remind myself as of because I did catch myself doing things like that, like trying to write these big to-do lists or to work on multiple different projects at one time and stuff like that. And it really wasn't productive because one, like I'm a solopreneur, so I do it all myself. So I don't have like a team to hand things off to at the moment. And two, like for my energy, and this is where like knowing my human design was really important is then I could look at when I was doing things out of alignment and why that was out of alignment for my energy and then switch it back. So like for me as a generator, I'm not meant to be like spreading my focus across like multiple different projects. And so like honing that back in and like really focusing on like what pushes the needle and what's the one project that's most important for me to work on right now helped me like be more like productive and sometimes I like have like a love hate relationship with using the word productive but not productive in like how much work you get done but productive in like how efficiently are you using your energy towards the things that are like most important that are actually going to like make a difference not like how productive are you by just doing like busy work like filler tasks and stuff like that and so like knowing my energy energy and then always having like a reality chat check with like my business versus other people's businesses and like what I want to focus and that like it's okay to not go a million miles an hour every day in your business or you don't no one's saying that you have to get to this point by this certain time or whatever helped me really like 
again, it comes back to like feeling good about myself and my business at the end of the day. It really is. I love that you said that because it really is redefining productivity. I think we, um, grow up and we build businesses and we see on social media that it is who can do the most. And it's really not about that because for one, you can do a million things in a day and that no one actually cares. Like it's almost a competition of like, oh, well, they're so busy. And it's like, it is this busy culture of like, we measure our self-worth and our value and our success on how busy we are when it's not. It's like you said, it's, it's how effective we're using our time. And so that we really need to pivot our mindset around productivity as like a society because it's for one affecting everyone's mental health (laughs) um it's a huge thing on social media but it's also really tainting the way that we perform all together as entrepreneurs and creatives but i you mentioned that you're a solopreneur and that you are handling everything yourself and i want to dive into the way you market your business and your services because i think it's such an amazing authentic way to market and as somebody who runs a marketing agency i'm always encouraging our um our clients to really step up and show themselves on their content but with my clients they're the type of people who are you know, hands-on in their business, whether it's being a doctor or a dentist, they're, you know, working with people. So it's it's a hard balance to find, but I feel like you do a really, really good job of showing up on social media. Um, can you share a little bit about your marketing um, techniques and, you know, maybe a strategy that you have or what is your approach to social media and how have you found it impacting your business? Yeah. So my approach is, I mean, from the get go, I always knew that I wanted the center of my business to really be like a personal brand, like really built around me around like my own life experiences, kind of like my journey and lifestyle, not really like in an influencer type of way, but in like a, like I am the brand type of way. So really focusing on just like sharing my journey and trying to be as like transparent as possible, like sharing what I do, sharing the things that work for me. I've always really um, made it a priority to take like a very like value, like um, what's the best way to say it? Like a very value driven approach to my marketing and stuff like that. So always providing people with value, whether that's like inspiration, um, changing their perspective or showing them a new perspective on something that maybe they didn't look at or think about looking at it in that way things that they can take, like take away from a piece of marketing or content and immediately apply and like get a result from like something that's always going to like add to someone's life in some way has been really helpful because it's helped build my authority. It's helped build trust with my audience. It's helped like build brand credibility. And then me also putting myself as like the forefront of my brand and sharing myself, not just as like who I am as like a CEO, but who I am as like a person has really helped also like build that authority and build that trust and that relatability and help people become like really invested in like my business as well and like my journey um and especially to incorporating like human design into that obviously like as a generator like if my energy is like the the forefront of like how I operate and do things and like magnetize things to me then obviously like putting myself out there and like showing those type of things is really important in my marketing and like being really intentional about sharing things that even if they have nothing to do with my business has been really powerful in my brand and kind of making those connections and then also using other aspects of my human design um intentionally in my marketing to use my strengths instead of trying to overcompensate the things that I feel like I lack but other people have that I need to have so it's really helped me focus on like 
why are people attracted to me and my business and how can I leverage that instead of looking at why are people attracted to someone else's business and marketing and how can I do that? And that's truly the key. Whenever we're working with clients, I always explain to them, you know, the market is saturated. There is somebody else who does what you do, but what do you do differently? And let's optimize that because, and let's really harp on it. Cause that's truly at the end of the day, why somebody hires you. It's, it's like that meme that says, um, you know, people get scared to start something that already exists. And it's like, we'll walk down the bread aisle and see how many brands of bread there are. You know, there's always going to be someone who does what you do, but there's different, you know, preferences and there's different alignments. There's different reasons to work with different brands. And so it's it's really having to focus on those. Um, one thing that I really love about what you do on social media is like the transparency and the upfront marketing that you do. Um, so when you do talk about your services, like you said, you're often focusing on the value and the energy that you bring as a coach. But um, when you are marketing your services, you outright share your prices on social media. Um, can you share a bit why you do that? Because I feel like that's not a super normal thing in our industry to even, I feel like pricing is still very very taboo and people like kind of keep it as a hidden thing. Yeah. I mean, for one, I think that like the reason why a lot of people keep it hidden is because one, they're like scared that no one's ever going to reach out to them or because some people want to kind of reel people in, whether it's on like a sales call or in the DMS. And then once they say the price, if someone has like an objection, they want to try and like coach people through that objection to get them to sign, which I don't do at all. Um, I hate doing that. And I don't even do like sales calls. So for me, like sharing my prices away for someone to pre-qualify themselves. So it's more likely that if someone does reach out to me, like they already have pre-qualified themselves and the price isn't an issue. So it saves time on like both of our ends and it helps me attract people who are serious instead of people who I don't want to say waste my time, but like people who maybe this isn't the right time or it's not the right offer for them. So that way people can either know like this is, or isn't for me based on price. If someone is shopping based on price or for people who do want to work with me, who need to save up the money or something like that because even for me like if I'm interested in hiring someone like I want to know the price up front so that I can you know put it in like my spreadsheet and like figure things out and try and make it work so I know other people want to know the price up front too so that they can like be like okay this is the number this is how much I need to save up like and they can create a plan so I think it just makes people like kind of give the power back to people so they can make an empowered decision and then also like just I want things to be transparent as possible and that includes like pricing yeah I think that sharing your pricing up front does exactly that and like in two ways it's so beneficial for any business to do because for one like you said I mean it essentially is saving everybody time like if somebody's super um, interested in what you do they think it's a great fit and they're so excited but then they get on that consultation call and then find that oh this is totally not the price point I was looking for it has essentially wasted their time and your time that could have been spent you know trying to um, work with somebody else and it's not in like a nasty like you're a waste of my time kind of thing it's just you know it's if it wasn't going to work it was going wasn't going to work and they would have known that up front um, but at the same time it's also uh, taking that first step and showing that you as a business owner are transparent that you and your work is authentic and transparent because you've already taken that step of showing that and I think it's so uncommon for people to do that and I think we're often thinking that price point is going to scare people away that we're going to get less um, inquiry 
queries. We're going to get less interest and we will, but that's because it's less people who weren't a good fit. So if anything, you're just creating more connections and I bet you end up converting more of your um, inquiries and everything in general because they're already coming to you knowing exactly what they're about to invest. Exactly. And the way I look at it too, and I look at this with a lot of different business and marketing decisions that I make is I like look at how I behave as like a customer. Like when I'm on the other end, like what are the things that are important to me? What are the things that I look for? What do I value? And then I try and like emulate that because I know if these are things that like are most important to me, most likely I'm attracting people who value the same thing or shop the same way or go through a similar type of <clears throat> customer journey. So like for me, I want to know people's prices up front. So I don't want to have to reach out to someone and then possibly deal with someone trying to like convince me then if I'm like, okay, I was just wanting to price. I wasn't like ready to make a decision right now. Same thing with like sales pages and a lot of other stuff that a lot of people say you have to have in your business in order to be able to like clients or make sales, make more money. Like I personally don't like reading through like a novel of a sales page. So why would I write long sales pages to sit, like to sell my services? So a lot of it too, I think is just like, what is important to you as a customer and how can you reflect that as a business owner in your business? Yeah. And you're probably the target market for a business like yours as well. So it's considering, you know, what your ideal client would be looking for. And for a business like mine, like I wouldn't say that we are the ideal client for our business right now. Um, so it's always just keeping in mind your ideal client. And if you can be that person as well, then that's, you know, bonus points because you already know how that person behaves, you know, responds to sales and marketing. So I feel like that's such a, a perk to have when you're in that position. Yeah, exactly. I did, like you said, it's different for every business, but if you're in a business where you would be your ideal client, maybe like a few steps back, you don't need to, you know, create these ideal client avatars or like do a ton of market research all the time to know what they want. You can just like go back to, okay, like me, like two years or three steps backwards. Like what, what did I need? And then also like how, what would be important to me? And that really takes the confusion off of like, well, should I do this? Or they say I needed to do this. So maybe I should do this in my marketing and all this other stuff. It's like, no, like you be your own customer. Like, what would you want to see? And that brings it all back to alignment and, you know, the path of least resistance as well, because there are a million ways to do things, you know, whether it's what the marketing school says or the business school or anything like that, like there's a million and one ways to do things. So it's just truly taking the path of like, what works for me most? And then following that, I mean, it's always going to feel more aligned. And when you're more aligned, you perform better at all of that. And like you said, with your social media, you show up more authentically because you're doing it in a way that is true to you and your preferences. Um, before we move on, I want to ask, um, with your social media, like I said, you're extremely active, um, and you're very, very consistent. What would you say, like from a technical standpoint, like how frequently are you posting? Um, is there a strategy to how many posts you post per week? Is it stories or feed? Like, I know you do a ton of reels. Um, talk about a little bit about those numbers of like, you know, are you measuring those? Is it just what you feel is good? Like, are you batch producing? Like, where is this content coming from? Yeah. So for me, I'm like, obviously this is going to be different for everybody, <laughs> um, based on like your design and then just like what you want to do. But for me, um, 
I don't really like, I don't have content batching days. I don't really schedule in like creating content because I want it to come from a really authentic place. So I always wait until I like just get that hit of inspiration and creativity. And then sometimes that'll be just like one post. Sometimes it'll be like five reels in like an hour or something like that. So it really depends. But I've kind of gotten into like a really good flow of understanding my own energy and kind of how my creativity works and how like the flow of it. And then creating from that space so that I do usually have like two weeks worth of posts, like always on deck to post or something like that. Um, whether that's reels or like feed posts or stories. Um, I try to always post like five times a day just because that's what I like and really works with my energy. And I just love being creative and I always have things to post anyways. Um, and when you say post in that case, is it stories or is it just a little bit of everything or what? A little bit of everything. Like I try and do like five days a week on like feed posts. So like whether that's like a static post or like a reel or something like that, I usually post stories every day um, just because like for me, stories are really, good way to like sell especially if you are like a personal brand um and it's also just I mean it's good for any business because it kind of gives that behind the scenes transparency to your business and like your values and who you are and like people are nosy so people love to see stuff like that and so that's been a really powerful way for me to connect with my audience on more like a personal branding standpoint and I do still share a lot of like valuable information on stuff on stories but I kind of leave more of like the, the high level value for like those speed posts and stuff like that. And then more of like the personal branding, like social lifestyle type of stuff to stories. Um, for stories, I don't have any sort of like posting schedule. There are some days where I don't post on stories at all. Like usually the weekends I try and like take time off and not really go on there. Plus Instagram likes it when you take a break from posting on stories. Um, but for me, usually a mix of like valuable content, like things that are going to grab people's attention, things that are going to like give them something to take away from um, or pointing them towards like an offer or a different post. And then also kind of behind the scenes to kind of peel or like pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and kind of what's going on and just like my life as an entrepreneur, but then also like the lifestyle in general of like, kind of how I, um, how I kind of like infuse entrepreneurship into my overall like lifestyle desires and the way that I want to live my life. Um, and that's just kind of, I kind of just take like more of like a flowy, creative, intuitive approach to showing up on social media and like making sure that I show up aligned first and like feel good when I show up more than anything, because I think people who struggle with consistency on social media feel really frustrated and feel forced to show up when they don't feel good about it, which can be very like counterproductive. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree with that. And we find with our clients that, you know, some of them aren't super comfortable being on camera at all or showing up on social media. And we do have to get them to a, a point where we're 
creating content with them because with our clients we always want our want them to show up on social and that's kind of at a, the point that we're at with marketing in general is like you do have to show up in some way but I want it to be in a way that they feel good and so it's not the same thing for every single client that we work with and it's not going to be the same for every business owner because we have some clients who love goofing off on social media and making fun reels and then we have some who just don't feel good like they feel embarrassed about that they feel uncomfortable and I get that because I'm the same way and so so we really pivot our content strategy for those people to find something that is fitting for them. And so if somebody isn't super comfortable being silly and like doing like dancing or skit reels or anything like that, we'll find a way where they can really shine and show their expertise where they feel good. And that's what I always try to do when we have our content days with clients that I'm like, if I can tell that they're resistant and kind of, you know, um, shrinking in and not like their personality isn't showing up, like we, we typically pivot because I'm like, okay, this needs to feel good for you. Like you need to enjoy this because that's the only way to really connect with your audience. And I think you've done a really, really great job at that. And one thing that I do love about um, your story specifically is that a lot of them are written in Instagram and a lot of them are a lot of just um, images with text copy. And I think that people and business owners feel this pressure to make everything perfect and highly designed. And one thing that we even incorporate for our clients is we tell them we have a balance of designed materials, professional photography, but then we also have a balance of, you know, organic image, images that were taken on an iPhone and we'll go in and create stories in Instagram because at the end of the day, like that's, there's no difference in how those perform. And I find that your audience can really connect with something that feels like a human went and made that versus an agency or a computer. And so I really like how you take that approach of, you know, you just, it, you can tell that it's, it's a moment when something has come to you and you're like, oh, I need to share this. And you can tell because you share it in those stories and it's all typed out. Um, do you find that those have gotten like a much better response than anything that's maybe like highly designed or something a little bit more scripted? Yeah. So I usually keep my more like designed and like scripted or structured thought out things for like feed. And I do keep the stories for more of those like spur of the moment things just came to me or wanting to connect with people on a more interactive level. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really do a lot of like design stuff. I will, if it's something like, if it's just like a promo slides for like offers and stuff like that, then I'll do it. If I just want to throw something up real quick and not take the time to like go or like, so I'll have like a couple like, um, like background photos that I can just put up and then I can do the tech stuff on Instagram stories. But I really like that because like you said, it does like, you can tell that it's like coming from an authentic place and that it's coming from like me sitting there and like sharing what I really feel called to say, or like sharing what I think will be helpful or just like my thoughts and opinions on things. And that really helps, um, me connect to other people because it's like that authentic energy because people can feel your energy whether they're like they're it's clicking to them exactly what they're feeling or not and it gets people to respond like I said like stories is like one of the biggest places I sell and it's because of that spur of the moment authenticity not trying to show up as this like super professional and like polished entrepreneur that like has their shit together 24 7 and is like you know showing up with all these like super professional design graphics like even on stories I feel like stories are more of a place for you to kind of like, like I said, like pull back the curtain of like your business and like yourself and kind of show more of that like relatability and more of that kind of like lifestyle. Or even if you are talking about business, it's more of like that 
different. Um, it's more of like business coming that from that authentic place rather from that like design, professionalism, like production place. I love that. And it really shows that the person behind the brand is human. And at the end of the day, humans connect with humans. And so I think that's such an incredible tool for any business owner, entrepreneur, solopreneur, creative to take is just incorporating that. Like, obviously I'm an advocate of like some level of design and um, like perfectionism (laughs) as somebody who works in this field. But I think having that balance of like, you know, leveraging more organic um, pieces of content is huge. Um, But as we wrap up, I want to ask some quick fire questions if you can just answer them in um, a short and sweet way some of them are a little bit deep so we'll see if we can um, tackle this but the first one is what is an important step or action that you would say all entrepreneurs or creatives need to take in order to grow finding out what their zone of genius is love that next question is what is one thing you wish you knew about running a business before you started my human design from day one. <laughs> For real. Mine's um, manifestor generator. So I feel like I mine and yours align a bit. Um, the next question is, what is a key marketing tool or practice every entrepreneur should be implementing? Authentic attraction marketing. Awesome. And last one is, what is your go-to app or software that you recommend to all creatives or entrepreneurs? Obviously, I think Instagram. <laughs> Because I'm the Instagram uh, queen, I think stories to focus on Instagram using, um, and Canva. Canva. Gotta love Canva. Amazing. Well, this has been so helpful. I'm so glad we got to do this. I'm super excited to have you on this new um, show. And I think it's going to be so valuable for all of our entrepreneurs and creatives listening. Um, Before we wrap up, can you one more time just plug your business, what your offerings are, and where everyone can find you if they're interested in working with you? Yeah. So like I said before, I'm a business and money mystic and mentor. So I blend the strategy and the energetics of business with also healing and spirituality, focusing on human design, spirituality, and energetics. I do human design readings. I have a one-on-one mentorship program with human design and business energetics. I have a few master classes out, so you can find me on Instagram at megansin.com. It has a link with all of my offers, and you can always DM me and just say hi or just ask questions. I'm always open and yeah that's where I basically live (laughs) in my business awesome well thank you so much for joining me and for everybody listening be sure to follow Megan on social so you can see all of this incredible content she's putting out and if you're interested in connecting more with your human design and um, working in a more aligned way with your business be sure to get in contact with her Um, but that's going to be all for this episode thank you so much for listening to the creative entrepreneur Um, we'll have weekly episodes coming out and follow us at on instagram at lumos.creative Thank you for listening to The Creative Entrepreneur. Connect with us on social at lumos.creative. And if you want to connect with me personally, follow me on Instagram at Valerie Rocio. If you're interested in working with Lumos Creative, head over to our website, lumoscreative.com. Subscribe for more episodes coming soon. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.